You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie, and this is the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today, we have Jason Duprat, who is the founder of the Injection and Infusion Clinic of Albuquerque, creator of multiple online courses, such as the Ketamine Academy, IV Therapy Academy. Uh, Jason has gone from growing up in a town to earning multiple degrees. He was a naval officer and a successful entrepreneur. He is also the host of the Healthcare Entrepreneur Podcast as well. Jason, thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Katie. Uh, so why don't you, I'd like to start out um, asking people about their background as a nurse. How did you start out as a nurse? How did you get into it? And then how did it lead you to where you are now? Yeah, so my background as a nurse um, initially started as an ER nurse, and how I got into nursing was that I was actually working as a restaurant manager um, for an IHOP because that was the only job I could find out of college um, that paid well enough for me to pay back my student loans. Um, I had gotten a degree in hotel and resort management, um, but uh, it was tough trying to find a job in a hotel as a manager making a salary that could pay back my almost 40,000 in student loans. So I ended up working for an IHOP. It took me about a year to realize that I did not like that, um, that business model at all. Um, it was just it's really, really hard work. The pay is pretty bad. It's long hours and it's just not fulfilling. So I ended up doing an online personality survey because I was trying to figure out what career shift I could make. And nursing came up as like the top, um, it was like the top one or two things that fit my personality type. So I ended up um, calling my sister's friend who was a nurse and, and chatting with her. And she was like, yeah, you should totally do it. I think you'd be a great nurse. And I was like, are, are there male nurses? Um, I had no idea because this was back in 2005. Um, there's certainly a lot more male nurses now. Um, but uh, yeah, so I ended up, um, started working on some prereqs. I loved the prereqs and, uh, you know, the biology, the anatomy and physiology, all that stuff. So then, uh, yeah, I went to nursing school, um, worked as a tech in the ER while I was in nursing school. Um, and I, while I was doing that nursing program, I was actually in Orlando, Florida in, a, in an accelerated um, second degree program. So really tough program, um, but ended up working in that same ER that I was a tech at. Uh, I worked as a nurse for a year, then transitioned into ICU in the same hospital system, but an actual different um, facility. And uh, yeah, had a great, great experience as an RN and um, just wanted even more after that, wanted to go back to school and ended up getting a degree in anesthesia. So I ended up becoming a nurse anesthetist and have done that for six years. Now I'm only doing it part-time um, because I'm doing uh, the business side of things more so than the clinical. So, yep. That's awesome. So were you shocked when nurse came up on your personality assessment? <laughs> was that I, like? I was not expecting that. Like, <laughs> like for real, I was not expecting this. Uh, but uh, it was a great career decision, um, for sure. I'm very practical. Um, you know, when I'm like trying to select something I want to do, I want it to be something that has, you know, uh, job security, pays well, all those sorts of things, and fits into like my personality style and my ultimate goals. So nursing actually fit quite well. Yeah. But I was definitely shocked to see that come up as, as the, as the top two things. Yep. <laughs> and when did the military service come in? So military came in um, when I got accepted to anesthesia school. Um, they have 
nurse anesthetists, um, which are also called CRNAs, certified registered nurse anesthetists, um, on their critical wartime shortage specialty list. And so because of that, they allowed us into a program called training in medical specialty, which is usually only reserved for physicians, but because we were a critical wartime specialty, they let CRNAs into it. But essentially they give you a stipend while you're in anesthesia school. Um, it's really not much. I think it was like $20,000. Then they take taxes out of it. So it's even less than that. <laughs> so it's not much, but it helps you reduce the amount of student loans that you have to take out. And it it allows you to basically feed yourself and transport yourself to school. So uh, it worked out pretty good. Um, that was back in, gosh, that was 2012 is when I entered that program. And then uh, I was in that program the entire time during anesthesia school. And when I graduated, uh, now I'm in the, um, you transition into the reserves. So I've been a reservist since then. Still, still am in the reserves. Yep. So when did the idea of entrepreneurialism come into this? So I've actually always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial drive, just didn't really know sort of how to get there. Um, back in high school, I actually would, I was one of the first people in my high school class that had a CD burner. Um, <laughs> and so I would go to, uh, what is it, Napster or whatever, and download those uh, MP3s and make custom CDs for people. So that's where the, like, the first sort of pseudo business kind of came into play. I've always had a little, little interest in business, um, although that technically probably wasn't the most legalized form of conducting <laughs> business. But uh, so that didn't really last long. Um, but then I also, you know, uh, ended up starting a hot dog cart at one point uh, because I had some restaurant experience and I read a book about this guy in Chicago and he made $100,000 a year running a hot dog cart. And I was like, I could do that. So I did it in Orlando um, for a few months before, uh, you know, I realized that that was a terrible idea because in Orlando, not only is the weather super hot and muggy, so that's not a very pleasant experience to be standing out on the corner selling hot dogs when it's 100 degrees out and 90% uh, and humidity, but it's also illegal um, in Florida. So <laughs> you actually have to go to a private property, unlike Chicago, where you can stand down a public street corner. Um, you have to go to a private property, which means rent. Um, and so that sort of killed that business model. But it was uh, another little dabble um, and uh, didn't work out so well. Some people would call it a failure. I call it a learning opportunity. So one thing I learned out from that experience was that you definitely, um, you know, you want to do your proper due diligence ahead of time. Don't, um, you know, hear a business idea and, or read about a business idea and think that, you know, this is going to be your salvation. Um, definitely want to do your due diligence and don't make decisions based on excitement. And so that's the lesson I learned from, from that experience. But um, yeah, so I've always had a little bit of a entrepreneurial sort of uh, interest. And then, um, you know, really sort of kicked off once I moved into to Albuquerque to practice anesthesia there. Um, so I started a practice. Um, I started something called a, a company called Nurse Academy, um, which was board prep review. Um, that also did not do so well. Um, that first initial online course. And we can talk about that later. But yeah, I've done quite a few different things. Um, finally found, you know, the, the niche that works for me. And um, I love it. And I'm expanding upon it. And things are going great now. Yeah, and I want to talk to you about that before. But before that, um, you just said something that I, I find really interesting about jumping on a business idea just because somebody else was successful. And I know I've done it. And I see it a lot in my Facebook group where somebody, somebody will say, Oh, I was successful at this. And everybody's like, tell me more, tell me more, I want to do it, I want to do it. And they all everybody kind of jumps on that one idea. And it really, I mean, any idea or most ideas could be successful if you put the time and effort into it. But you know, kind of seeing the grass being greener on on 
you know, everybody always has that million dollar idea that's going to retire you and, and whatever. And I think the hot dog cart is a, that's a really wonderful example. I love that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, so what was in Albuquerque? Why did you go out there? Um, so as a nurse anesthetist, um, Albuquerque is one of the handful, well, a couple handfuls now of states where you can practice independently. So there's no physician supervision required. And um, that's obviously comes with a lot more responsibility, but also comes with a, a much higher paycheck and more opportunities. So uh, I moved there for that reason. And I practiced anesthesia full time in the Loveless healthcare system, uh, primarily doing obstetrical anesthesia. So I did 24 hour shifts, which left me with a substantial amount of um, days off. So I worked a lot of hours, um, but there were 24 hour shifts and you do get some downtime so that during that downtime, sometimes I would get bored and I'd be like, okay, what's the next <laughs> business thing I'm going to do? Um, so I started listening to uh, John Lee Dumas. That's where I discovered John Lee Dumas's podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And I listened to hundreds and hundreds of episodes while on call um, during my downtime. And then from there, I just, um, yeah, decided to, uh, it was time to start another business. So I did, I did, a, did it there. I started a, uh, actually started Ketamine Academy first, uh, or I'm sorry, Nurse Academy first, which was the um, Hessian T's test prep. Um, but that was, that was something, um, you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't really prepare well enough for because at that time, there were no online course creation platforms that you could use. And so um, at least I didn't know about any. There may have been some, but I didn't know about any. So I actually hired a coder to code an entire software program to allow me to create and host online courses. And uh, the coder was from India. Um, initially, as most projects do, they start off pretty well and then things sort of fizzle out. And, uh, you know, we, we sold several hundred of those courses, but the the... There's so much competition in that market that after paying to develop that software, um, software had some glitches and the price point that everybody else is charging for that type of review. I mean, you literally have to sell thousands and thousands of courses at $19 in order to um, have a decent profit margin. So um, we ended up closing down shop on that one uh, just because it just wasn't worth it. And sometimes you have to do that in business, right? You have to test some different ideas out and sometimes some of them don't work. Um, you just have to know when to throw in the towel and when to, and when to keep pushing through. And so for me, I knew it was time to push to throw in the towel on that one instead of pushing through. So we gave up on ketamine or on nurse Academy and then started a ketamine practice um, several months later. And so that sort of started the launch of new online courses um, and other businesses. So you started your own ketamine clinic to yeah, so I started my own ketamine clinic uh, while I was working full-time in the hospital. Yeah, so we started, um, we call it the injection infusion clinic. So we were, we were planning on doing other services and treatments, um, including IV nutritional therapy. And um, so we kept the name a little bit more broad, but we specialized uh, initially in ketamine infusion therapy, which is used to treat um, treatment-resistant depression as, as a major indication, as well as um, chronic pain. And so, but then you decided to take it and start teaching other people how to set up their own clinics? Yeah, so um, the clinic was going well and people were calling from, we were probably one of the first 50 clinics in the whole country. Um, and so people were calling, asking about protocols, asking, you know, how to actually start a practice because they had no idea. Um, and so we, I, I was literally just answering phone calls and helping people for free for several months. Um, but then it started to get really time consuming. So just started brainstorming ideas and I was like, well, we tried the online course thing. We've, you know, we've uh, taken some punches there. We've learned some lessons. Maybe we can try it again and build a course on how to build a practice. 
And so at that time, one of the podcasts I was listening to talked about the Thinkific course hosting platform. And that was a lifesaver because <laughs> I did not have to, have to hire a coder to create the entire backend. I literally just created lessons, uploaded them into Thinkific, and voila, we had a wonderful online course. That's where you're like, I didn't know it could be this easy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine coding a whole course. Like, I, yeah, that's incredible that you per- pursued that. <laughs> Um, okay, so I mean, the, so the really the business itself basically came to you because here you are starting your own business, um, and people are asking you how you're doing it, and and the business actually came to you. This idea of uh, teaching other people how to do a ketamine clinic. Um, yeah, it was just um, trying to figure out how to um, you know make it more efficient because I was using I was literally trading you know minutes of my time for actually it was for free at that time so um, I had to figure out a way to make it more efficient and I was like well if I just put it into an online course and record it then you know hundreds of people could potentially watch those lessons and I don't have to keep trading um, all of my time um, which at, at that time was nothing for free but um, eventually it was going to turn into money maybe like a consulting thing um, so we decided to go the course route and. Um, and yeah, it worked out fantastic. And that's a pretty niche area as well. Were you worried that it was too niche? I was for sure. But um, essentially we had, we had uh, you know, pinpointed a problem because people were calling us, asking us to help them start practices. And that's essentially like the first step in, you know, um, deciding what your business model is going to be is looking for market demand. So we knew that there was a market demand and there was a problem around around um, how to start a ketamine clinic. So we decided to just essentially run a test. And this was sort of an accidental test. This is kind of a funny story, actually. So we had all these people calling us. And um, so I told my wife, let's, let's just make a page on our website that says we have an online course coming soon. But don't publish it yet because I'm swamped. Like I'm working on my MBA. I'm working a lot of hours. And I don't know if I can take that on right now, creating an entire course. But let's just, let's just have it ready. And then, you know, in a few weeks or a few months, of course, we always have a tendency to say that. Um, I'm not ready now. There's no time now, but maybe in a little bit. But anyway, she accidentally published it. And the very next day, we had several phone calls and emails of people asking us when this course was going to release because they want to sign up now. And we're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's the uh, dream. People are like begging to give you their credit card. <laughs> yeah, it was such a blessing in disguise, all sort of by accident, essentially, because um, we were not ready to do that, but we figured out how to make it happen. So what we did um, after we got that interest was we, we didn't even know what to charge. We had no idea how much to charge for something like this. So we, what did we start at? I think we started at like $1,200. Um, and we put in all of our forms from our clinic and totally built a customized online course. We started pre-selling it. Um, and so we sold, uh, gosh, I don't even remember. It was somewhere around 10 or 12 um, courses on a pre-sale. And then we built the course. We promised delivery in 90 days. So I hired um, the RN who was helping me in the infusion clinic. She helped me create content. We both jumped on board and started writing the course um, because we had 90 days to deliver it. And if I say I'm going to do something, like I'm going to do it. And if you do a pre-sale, you should do the same thing because that's really bad business to not deliver it in 90 days. So we delivered it sooner than 90 days. It was like 85 days or something. Got the whole course done. And and yeah, the rest is sort of history. Um, Pre-sales work. You know, looking at market demand works. Um, You have... we knew we had a product market fit. We're just trying to figure out the back end once it happened. And sometimes that little bit of pressure, like on by pre-selling, is what will really kick you in the butt and make sure that you get it done. So um, I'm a big fan of pre-selling and testing products um, before you actually spend all the time and money 
in, uh, you know, and invest all that in before you created it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had a student um, that was stalling for the longest time. Um, and she's just like, I just can't do the course. I, I'm like, you don't need the course. You just need to sell the course and then it'll happen. So we sold the course and she had 12 people sign up for her course. And then she was like, oh, crap, I got to I gotta do the course now so I it like jump started her I'm like yeah either that or you give the money back and she's like I can't get the money back I'm already gonna I'm already have it pegged for like something I'm like well then you have to create the course so yeah it is it is a nice injection to get stuff done (laughs) um all right so so you have the IV uh tell me about the IV infusion because that's another company that you have as well right Yeah, so with that um, ketamine clinic that we initially started, so it was called the um, Injection Infusion Clinic of Albuquerque, and we started with ketamine, and then I hired um, uh, Catherine Devine. She goes by Casey, Um, but she's a nurse practitioner, and she had a really strong interest and had already started studying IV nutritional therapy, and so she was going to implement that into our practice. And um, actually, before that even happened, we decided to move back to Florida. So she actually bought the entire practice, implemented IV therapy, um, and, and essentially what became her practice because she purchased it from me. And uh, and then from there, once she had you know all, she had learned all the ropes, taken multiple courses, implemented it in her practice, and was um, and was had created an additional revenue stream around it. Then we decided, um, you know, I approached her and I said, hey, what do you think about making a course on this? I'm getting a lot of people asking me questions. Again, a great way to come up with business ideas is is to put yourself out there and uh, listen to what people are asking for. Um, But we had a lot of emails where people were asking, hey, have you heard about IV nutritional therapy? Do you ever think you're going to do a course like that? And I was like, there we go. So I approached Casey, um, had to convince her that it was going to be worth her time and effort a little bit. But uh, she jumped on board and we started a course as a partnership. So we're both co-instructors. I facilitate most of the business um, part of the course, business uh, content, and create that and teach that. And then she focuses on the IV nutritional therapy component of it since that's her area of expertise. Yeah, and I, I've spoken to Casey, and that's an awesome course that you guys have, and it, it's totally undervalued, especially uh, compared to whatever everybody else is charging for IV hydration, and it's such a hot topic, and your course, I've, I've been through it, and it's amazing, and it's really great information for like a fraction of what everybody else is teaching, and uh, you know, it, it's just really solid, so I would highly, highly recommend that course if anybody's interested in IV hydration. Yeah, thanks. Awesome. I'm glad you you like it. We keep adding more and more and more content. We actually just got um, CE approval. So now we have 25.5 hours of continuing education um, of nursing CEs approved oh, for that wow. course. So. Awesome. Um, okay. And then, so what else is, is going on? So I know these, your entrepreneurial spirit probably doesn't keep you still for very long. So I know there's more stuff on the horizon here. <laughs> yeah, I have a really hard time. Um, well, we're still, we're doing an update on the Ketamine Academy course. Um, I'm a huge proponent of always making sure your products that you put out there or services or whatever you're doing as a business owner um, or entrepreneur are, are top notch. And so I literally saved every piece of feedback I've ever gotten since we launched that course in an email folder. And so we started going through, um, we're already several months into the project, but we've, we're doing a complete overhaul of the course. And um, one of the major feedback uh, trends that we noticed was that physician, a lot of physicians were taking our course, um, but they felt that it didn't go into enough depth for their level of education. And so we are just taking it to the next level, lots more articles, lots more research, and we're just really improving um, our Ketamine Academy course. So that's one thing we're doing right now. We also... Um, are considering starting a mastermind actually. So like a 
healthcare entrepreneur mastermind and um, testing that idea. I interviewed Aaron Walker on, on our podcast and he really opened my eyes to um, how helpful masterminds are. And I've been in a couple, I know you've been in some, we've been in the same ones together actually. Um, so uh, super helpful. And I, I think that that's probably going to be one of the next things that, that we take the next steps. And, um, and then also down the road, I think, uh, you know, listening to the, questions that we're getting people are asking how to you know start and create and build an online business so i think in the future down the road there might be a course uh, related to that we are um thank god just with just with the ketamine academy course alone about to hit seven figures in revenue um which is fantastic so awesome congratulations like, on that yeah thank you so i think that that once we hit that number um i'm, I'm submitting for a click funnels award and that will be my uh That'll give me enough confidence to know that I know what the heck I'm doing to teach other people, I feel like. So just a few months away from hitting that number. Yep. That's awesome. So, and then with your Healthcare Entrepreneur podcast, um, why did you start that? And, and what was, um, what's the goal with the podcast? So the podcast has essentially, multi, it's multi-purposed. Um, so one, um, one of the main reasons I started it was to, there just was no podcast related to healthcare and entrepreneurship at the time. Um, you know, healthcare as a whole, there's some specific for nurses, there's a couple specific for doctors, but I just wanted to do healthcare in general where everybody can get together, chiropractors, you know, uh, NDs, MDs, DOs, uh, physical therapists, respiratory therapists, nurses, everybody can all get together and for one podcast and sort of learn about entrepreneurship. I feel like there's so much to learn from each other. Um, and so I like sort of bringing everybody together rather than separating everybody out. So that was my sort of goal with the podcast is to create, um, you know, a show that, that filled that void. And um, at the same time, also meet, on, meet and network with entrepreneurs. That's one of the huge benefits of, of being a podcaster. Uh, we met because I interviewed you on the podcast initially. So I'm, I've met so many awesome people by podcasting and I've learned so much that it's, uh, you know, there's a little bit of um, selfishness to it, I guess. I'm learning a lot. And at the same time, I'm putting it out there for free though to help everybody else learn. Um, so I think it's, uh, you know, win-win in multiple um, from multiple angles. And then I guess the third reason would be that, you know, as a online, you know, business owner, one of the, one of the hardest things to do is generate leads, um, leads that ultimately, obviously you want them to turn into a sale. Uh, you want these, your leads to turn into customers at some point, otherwise there's no point in having a business. Um, so we're using it as a lead generation source. Um, somewhat, I guess we run one, um, short little commercial on each episode promoting our courses. And um, yeah, so a little bit of lead generation, a little bit of learning uh, from my own part, and then just a little bit of filling a void and helping other people learn. So yeah. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, okay, so when, are you, when do you expect your mastermind to be up and running? So we haven't really um, hammered that out yet, but we're probably thinking as soon as the Ketamine Academy update is done, that will be done in March. And so we're thinking to really get the ball rolling with that. Um, started in March and we'll probably start with a beta group, very small, 10 to 12 people and, uh, and just see how it goes. We're thinking to do, you know, sort of a, uh, a combined. So some are in person, some are online and then a handful are, are a combined um, mastermind. So we're thinking to do a combined weekly accountability, small groups, you know, maybe split the 10 to 12 into two groups of five or six. And, uh, you know, everybody talk about their goals. We have some reading assignments, um, entrepreneurship based. And then, you know, we talk about 
we talk about what we learned in the book. Everybody shares their problems and their goals. And then everybody in that little mini group sort of helps each other with whatever, um, you know, whoever's in that hot seat for the week is struggling with. So that's yeah. sort of the idea. And then we'll do like a meetup maybe, uh, you know, once or twice a year is the idea in person. Yeah. yeah I love that because, um, you know, that's the one thing that whenever we have meetups, I do monthly meetups right now, just kind of going around the country um, and just meeting up with nurses. And it's so energizing to be with people that are excited about entrepreneurialism and, and business and just their passion, uh, you know, even if they're not ready to start the business yet they're they're excited about what they're doing and how they can help and it, it's just that's what I've loved about uh, and I've been in a lot of masterminds and, and for that reason to connect and to energize really um, so yours sounds awesome that sounds really great yeah exactly that's that's what I love about entrepreneurs is that like they just have this fire that you can't really find in a lot of other people um, I feel like just some people are just they're used to going to the work, uh, you know, work, working the, their 12-hour shift or, or whatever, their eight or 10-hour shift, and it's just sort of gotten mundane, and they're just sort of blahly going through life, um, <laughs> yeah. where I feel like entrepreneurs just, they see the future, they have a goal, they have a vision, and they're just so filled with energy, and I love being around those type of people, um, and that's, that's another, it's, honestly, there's, it's, there's a little bit of selfish reasons to doing <laughs> that as well. I just love being around other high-energy entrepreneurs and being, you know, mostly digital entrepreneur. It can get a little lonely for sure. Um, and so it's nice to connect with other people and help them on their journey and things like that. So yeah, I love it. Yeah, but that's the best part about entrepreneurialism. You get to do all the things that you want to do. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> you're not going to focus on things that you hate doing. You focus on things that you love doing. And coming up with ideas is one of the things that I love doing. And in my work role or my employee role, that was always such a, a burden. You know, I'd come up with these ideas. I'm like, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And the answer is always like, no, just do what we told you to do and <laughs> stop yeah. coming up with ideas. And yeah. so, yeah, I was a bad employee from that perspective. but. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, so why don't you tell everybody where we can find you, how we get in touch with you, how we can take your courses and all that good stuff. Yeah, sure. So I'm pretty much on every social media platform, um, except TikTok. TikTok. I haven't really uh, I just started yet. my TikTok. <laughs> I only have one video though, so don't go there. <laughs> okay. I keep hearing Gary Vee say that like that's the next thing. And so I downloaded it. It's on my phone. I've watched a few and uh, I don't know. I, just I don't gotta, get it yet. <laughs> I gotta spark that creative side of me, I guess. It's like uh, everybody's jamming out to music, and um, some of them are pretty funny, though. I love it. But uh, pretty much, you can find me on uh, Facebook is my number one spot. I'm there pretty much every day. I've got a business profile and a personal profile. They're both Jason, the letter A, Duprat, and that's about D-U-P-R-A-T. And um, if you shoot me a friend request, make sure to sh to send it to the personal profile. Um, the business profile doesn't um, is not really where I interact with everybody regularly. And then, um, you know, you can check out the podcast, Healthcare Entrepreneur Academy podcast on pretty much every app. And then we have a Facebook group too. It's totally free. Um, there's a lot of people uh, in that group. There's over 900 um, current entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. And a lot of podcast guests that I've had on the show are in that group as well. And um, yeah, it's a great, great place to network and connect with other like-minded individuals. And um, yeah, those are probably the best two spots also on Instagram and on all that stuff. But Facebook's by far the best. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jason. Yeah, absolutely, Katie. My pleasure.